Katie Mann and welcome to the Hearts of Fires podcast. Today's discussion is going to be a special one as my friend and colleague Maria Bohan joins us to discuss what it's like to be a millennial working at the mother house. Before we get to our discussion, I'd like to remind you that whether you're watching this episode live or listening to it on a podcast, make sure to never miss an episode now by clicking the subscribe button. We appreciate your support of the Hearts of Fire podcast. Now on to today's discussion with our guest, Maria. For those of you who don't know her, Maria is a graduate of Pearl River High School in Bryn Mawr College and currently is in graduate school at the University of Buffalo. And Maria has also worked at the Sisters of St. Dominic of Blauvelt's Communication, Development, and Human Resources offices. Welcome, Maria, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Katie and everybody listening. Thanks for having me. Well, Maria, let's dive right into it. How did you first become connected with the Sisters of St. Dominic? Well, the story starts back in 2016 um, when I got my first job uh, at CVS in Orangeburg, New York. Um, And I was working there and everyone who has worked retail knows that you meet a lot of good people and you meet some not so good people and the not so good people kind of stick out in your memory, but the really nice people also stick out, you know, in contrast. And so I met a lot of the sisters of St. Dominic there uh, and they were really the bright spots working at CVS. So I, when I, This was my first year of college, um, the summer afterwards. I was didn't have any summer plans, so I thought back to when I was working at CVS and remembered the sisters, and I thought that maybe I could volunteer with the sisters that summer, maybe driving them around or doing things like that. So then I reached out to the sisters, and Katie was nice enough to reply to me, and she offered me the opportunity to come and do an internship with the sisters, um, getting some experience in the communications department, which was related to my major of English in college. So I definitely jumped at the opportunity to work with the sisters. Well, that's great. And I'll never forget that. And, you know, right off the bat, you know, everybody here was just very grateful to have you here. And Maria, before you started interning here three years ago, take us through what what did you think your experience would be working at a convent? Well, before I started, I was excited because, as you said, Katie, there was a lot of enthusiasm about having me work at the Sisters. And I could definitely feel that I was looking forward to it. But I was also a bit nervous because there was the stereotype about women religious being very cold or strict. And so I hadn't had many opportunities encountering um, any sisters in my life. Um, I didn't go to Catholic school and I didn't really see any at church. So I didn't have really too much to counteract that stereotype besides the few encounters that I had working at CVS. So I was a bit nervous, but also a bit excited. So three years later, uh, tell us, tell us and our, you know, everyone listening at home, what has your experience actually been like here? Yeah, so it's been an amazing experience. I am glad that I took the step to reach out to the sisters. And I'm glad that they took me on because I have had so many great opportunities working here in a lot of departments. I've gotten to see the congregation from so many angles, um, which has been really interesting and good for my development as a young professional. 
Um, and it's also a great working environment. Everyone here from the sisters to the lay staff, like Katie and other people in the communications development and human resources department have been so nice to me. And it's really a fun place to work, a positive place to work. So I'm really glad that my journey working here didn't stop three years ago with my internship and that I was able to come back year after year and keep working here now after I've graduated and have moved on to grad school. And we certainly are grateful that you are here too and a part of our community and you bring so much to the working environment here. And Maria, what's been the biggest myth about the sisters that has been busted in your opinion since being here? Well, it's definitely the myth that I mentioned earlier about women religious being strict and cold, um, because that is totally not my experience encountering the sisters in the hallway every day as I come in and go to my office. Um, They are such warm and friendly and really caring people who want to know what's going on in my life. So yeah, I would say that's the myth that has been busted. And also the myth that sisters are kind of cloistered. They don't come out and do anything. Of course, there are some sisters who are cloistered and kind of stay in their congregations, but then there are sisters like the Sisters of St. Dominic who go out into the community and really get involved and are making change. So that the image of sisters being kind of cloistered is the myth that I had had, but that's definitely been busted by working here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, anybody who's in Rockland County, can in Rockland County, the Hudson Valley in New York City, can certainly see the impact of our sisters within the community. You know, you look at Dominican College, which so many of our sisters are in leadership, including Sister Mary Eileen O'Brien, the president, uh, Sister Barbara McEnany, who runs campus ministry, Sister Kathleen Sullivan, the chancellor. And it's it's quite inspiring to see. And Maria, what's been the biggest lesson that you've learned while working here? Well, I think that it's the fact that people who are working together can make big changes via small actions. You know, there are the sisters here who they dedicate their whole lives to pushing for change, um, to fight against poverty and food insecurity, to try to find the solution to the border crisis and to climate change. So this is not like a typical workplace where, you know, you go and then you do your job and then you go home and you kind of forget about what you're doing. The sisters, they've kind of dedicated their lives to this cause and they are really central to everything that they do. So, and it wouldn't be possible without all of them working together, even though each of them is, in their own individual ministries, not always doing the same thing, their actions combined add up to this effect of bringing more positivity to our world and trying to fight for change for those who deserve it most. So yeah, it's definitely the lesson that people working together or working separately towards one goal can make a change. That, that's great. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, it's truly admirable to see 
you know, some of the work that they've done in regards to advocacy. And, you know, we have so many sisters who are literally on the front lines um, with their advocacy efforts, such as Sister Seal Lavin, Sister Dee Dee Madden, among many, many others. And, you know, talking about lessons here, you know, I'm I'm not as not as young as you. I'm on the pretty much the end spectrum of being a millennial. Um, I'll share what my biggest lesson here, and it's probably a good one that will benefit everyone, is about timeliness and that if you are you're if you're on time to something when you're early, when you're 10 minutes early, and if you show up on time, if your meeting starts at noon and show up at noon, you're late. <laughs> That's probably been my biggest lesson while working here for the past, you know, five going on six years. And Maria, as a millennial, are there any messages you'd like to share with people your age about the sisters and what they can offer? Well, yeah, there are, you know, for me, as you said, on the younger um, end of the millennial <laughs> spectrum, you know, technically I'm in the Gen Z category, but I don't know who makes up these generation titles, but anyway, I kind of identify more with the millennial than the older Gen Z, but that's a topic mm -hmm. for a different podcast. So my lesson um, or my piece of advice is people my age were at this stage of our lives where we're trying to figure out what we want to do with the rest of our lives um, and trying to discern what our values are. And I think the sisters have definitely been a great example for me um, working here at this kind of pivotal stage in my development. And they can also be um, an example for other people my age about the power in dedicating your life to something that you're passionate about or finding something that you're passionate about and pursuing that as best as you can, um, because your life is really more fulfilling that way. And you feel like you have a purpose and you feel like you're doing good works. Um, and when you find other people who have the same values and the same intentions that you do to dedicate your life to that, um, you can work together to achieve something even greater. I, I love that. And I couldn't agree with that more. Um, you know, for any uh, person, whether you're millennial or Gen Z, you know, looking for ways to get involved, um, there are ways to get involved. Um, and I encourage everybody to visit our website, www.opeopleabout.org. You can learn about, you know, our programs here along with volunteer opportunities. And Maria, as you know, this is being streamed live and we have, you know, one person in particular who has um, been sharing very generous uh, compliments with you. And she has a question. Uh, Katie, not me, another Katie, uh, asks, what is your favorite part of your job? Hi, Katie. Um, my favorite part of my job, I think, has been the friendships that I've made with people here and just getting to see people. You know, I'm doing grad school remotely and asynchronously. So that means that I don't have to log on to Zoom for a class or anything like that at a certain time. Um, so if I didn't have this job, the only people that I'd really be interacting with is my mom and my dog and my cat. So it's nice to be able to get out and, of course, interact with the extremely nice and supportive people who are here. So definitely it's the people. 
That's great. And it's one of my favorite parts too about working here and, you know, including you. And we're so grateful for you to have you again, you as a part of our community. And we thank you again for joining us today. And Maria, hope you join us for future discussions. Thanks, Katie. Hope to be back soon. All right. We definitely will have you back soon. All right. Have a good one, Maria. Bye. Bye. And before we go, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoyed today's discussion, please let us know by giving the Hearts of Fire podcast a five-star rating on wherever you listen to your podcast. And we hope that you tune into our discussion next week where Sister Dee Dee Madden will join us to reflect on the meaning of gratitude and its connection to Thanksgiving. Thank you again for tuning in today to the Hearts of Fire podcast. And please know that you are in the daily prayers of our sisters and associates.